it's Jules. Welcome to All Things Iceland. In this episode, I am diving into how to easily visit Kveradalir, which is a geothermal gym in the Icelandic Highlands. And I visited this place for the first time in July. I've been fortunate to go to many other places in the Icelandic Highlands, but this blew me away. So just to give you some background, Kveradalir is one of Iceland's largest geothermal areas, but it's tucked away in, of course, the central highlands. To access anywhere in the highlands of this country, you have to drive on F roads, which are unpaved, rough, and often require you to cross rivers. And to another part to point out is that Kveradalir is within the Kerlingarfjöll mountain range. So it's also like in the Central Highlands within this mountain range. And I'm planning to do a whole episode on F-roads. And it'll be a short episode because it's important to understand how to navigate them safely. But just know that some rivers that run across F-roads are so deep that you could drown the engine of your car if you don't have a snorkel and a modified vehicle to cross them. So high enough up off the ground. And of course, a snorkel, like I mentioned. And yeah, it sounds weird if you're not used to seeing a car with a snorkel, but that is a thing that is a frequently seen object on a car here, which I find funny because I definitely did not encounter that a lot in New York City. Or maybe never, probably never. Thankfully though, access to Queratale Chiotomer area does not require a large river crossing. And I even dare to say that it's kind of more like a small stream at least when I went and from other videos I've seen and pictures that people have taken at different, you know, parts of the summer, it didn't seem like this amount of water ever really gets that large. So you can, of course, drive over it and it's totally doable for a regular 4x4 vehicle that doesn't have like gigantic tires. Before I get into why Kveradalir is more than worth a visit, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, I partnered with Go Car Rental Iceland to drive into the Highlands to show you an example of an F-road and to feature a drop-dead gorgeous place that is fairly easy to access in this part of the country. Go Car Rental Iceland is, in my opinion, an awesome local car rental company that has transparent pricing, great rates, unlimited mileage on the rentals, and friendly staff. They are my go-to company when it comes to renting a car or taking a car out for adventures. And of course, in particular, 4x4s. If you use my code ICELAND10, you can save 10% on your entire rental cost with them, which is a good deal of savings. In fact, one of the listeners of this podcast, when I, after I put out my ultimate guide to renting a car in Iceland, which I'll have a link to that in the show notes because it's extremely thorough and it's great if you, you know, all the information that you need regarding renting a car and of course driving in Iceland and all of these things. But after I'd made that episode, which again was in, which was also in collaboration with Go Car Rental Iceland, she sent me an email saying that when she switched her car rental companies in Iceland, she ended up saving $400 on her rental, which is amazing. And that was, of course, the discount included, but still, that's awesome that she was able to get more things like sand and ash insurance and an extra driver and whatever else and save money. So really happy about that because like I mentioned, I like to only partner with companies I feel like will bring you value 
And so not only do you get a great car rental company, but you might also save money just by renting with them. All right. So why is Kveradalir geothermal area in Iceland worth visiting? As if I haven't already been gushing about it. <laughs> but my opinion is that it's absolutely stunning. And what's stunning about it is there's the colors. So if you're familiar with Rhyolite Mountains, they have these various colors to them, such as yellow, orange, green, red. And in geothermal areas, you will see these colors. But depending on how large the area is, of course, it will vary on how much you see. And in this area, it's decently large. So you're really like walking into a painting, in my opinion, and I have pictures of it in the show notes of this episode on allthingsicen.com. So definitely make sure to check that out. As well as I created a YouTube video that shows me driving there and drone shots. Oh man, I love using my drone here. It's so amazing. And actually in the future, I think I'll make also a drone usage video and just like places you can use it and can't because I know that's a question not many people have. But in this area you are able to. And I was just blown away at how gorgeous the aerial views are. And so all of that combines in a magical way that makes you feel like you stepped onto another planet. Regarding how you get there, and like I mentioned, this is not as difficult, which is great. So the most important thing you have to know is that you must drive a 4x4 vehicle for this adventure. The only way you can visit Kveradalir is that in that type of vehicle, because you have to drive on F roads, like I said. So it's F35 and F347. Only 4x4 cars are insured for driving. So it's not like you can't technically, it's not like, you know, the car will stop working if you were on that road, if you were in a two-wheel drive, but you won't be insured if something were to happen. And that's horrible because first of all, cars in Iceland are expensive. I have a car and yeah, it costs a lot of money, even for a car that is not necessarily fancy. And if something were to happen, like I mentioned on that road and you're not insured, that means that you are responsible for the full cost of repairing or replacing it. And then probably also the cost of getting it out of the area, like towing, and that can go up to astronomical levels. So I highly discourage you from taking a chance using a two-wheel drive ever on an F-road. So F-Road 35 runs from north to south in Highlands. So you could actually access this place regardless if you drive from either of those directions. So if you were to go from Reykjavik to Kverdalir, you would take F-35 until you needed to turn off on F-347. And the amount of time it takes from Reykjavik is about three and a half hours. And if you were to go from Akureyri, which is in the north, down to Kverdalir, that's about four hours. So it's not bad. I mean, it's definitely a day trip that you can do, but I'll get into later how you could potentially stay overnight there. Some of the spectacular sights along the way, because I feel like it wouldn't be Iceland if there weren't like all these other things popping up that are amazing and gorgeous. But if you're driving from Reykjavik, because that's the drive that I did, so I can at least give you insight there. The same route that you take from Reykjavik to go at least to get to the F roads is the same that everyone's taking for the Golden Circle. So if you're not familiar with the Golden Circle in Iceland, it's three main attractions, which is Thingvellir National Park, the UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's really beautiful and historically very significant in Iceland. Geysir Hot Spring, where you can actually see hot water that is shooting up from the ground. And Gutfoss Waterfall, a beautiful waterfall 
And that is actually the last attraction on the Golden Circle before you were to keep going to create a Dalit. So you could make a busy day out of it if you really wanted to see the Golden Circle, if you've not seen it before, and then head off to Cuerdalet. Most people who do drive this route, meaning they do the Golden Circle, they stop at Gutfoss because they don't have the appropriate car to keep going. But honestly, I think it's also because they don't know what they're missing, right? So let's just say they did have a 4 before. They might not know that, that road that keeps going leads to this insanely beautiful geothermal area. So that's why I feel like Cuerdalet is a hidden gem because some people have just maybe never even heard about it or, or not known, like didn't know to think of it as a place to go. So once you pass the waterfall, you notice that there's significantly less cars to the point where it probably feels like what Iceland used to be like before a lot of tourists. And that's another one of my favorite parts about the highlands is that so few people go because you do need to have a certain car. And sometimes there's parts of the highlands, like I mentioned, where you need a snorkel and a car with like bigger tires and everything just to be able to cross some of these rivers. So you could be out there alone. And that's pretty cool. At some point while you're driving though, you will see a sign for Kerlingarfjöll F347 that points like to the right. So, you know, you have like different indicators of where you're going, but in essence, if you have Google Maps on, if you like download it, let's just say if you're not using your data or Wi-Fi, then you can, of course, then just navigate that way. It's very accurate, so you shouldn't have a problem. What is so fun to me in the Highlands, too, is, of course, the landscape. So it can look like a desert. Then you'll see like some moss or really beautiful mountains, some of them with still snow on it, as well as Lankjökull Glacier in the distance. There's a waterfall there called Gigjarfoss Waterfall, and it's right next to the road. So, and you'll notice it right away when you see it. It's a nice place to like stretch your legs and enjoy the sounds of gushing water because these roads are kind of rough. So, you know, you're, you're bouncing around a little bit. So you might just want to stop and give yourself uh, a rest or like, you know, just walk a little. You'll see a bunch of huts at some point too and houses. And these are the Kerlingarfjöll Lounge, the mountain lounge. They were doing a lot of construction when I went there, but it looks like they have a decent amount of accommodations that will be available next summer for people who want to stay overnight. I've never stayed there and it is something that is tempting to me for next summer. So I'm going to put that on my list. I didn't have time to do it this trip, but uh, there's also a geothermal hop pool that you can bathe in that I heard about. And that was just a, a one mile walk from the lodge, but that would have been like, you know, extra on top of the other things that I had going on for the day, such as getting to Queratalir. <laughs> so I just kind of focus on that, but you just keep driving past these lodges and up the hill for some time until you get to Queratalir. But there's one thing that is important to note that didn't really see a lot of people. In fact, I don't remember seeing anyone talk about this when I was just kind of reading about people's experiences and things going to Kvartalet. And that was, you're going to drive by, so on the right, after you get up the hill a little bit, an insanely gorgeous canyon, like mind-blowing. It's like green moss and it's just, you know, water running through. And I took, you know, again, my drone and oh my goodness, like my brain wanted to burst from all of the beauty I wanted to stand there all day, but I knew that I came for 
credit outlet, but got this bonus canyon at the same time. I'm not really sure what the name of it is. I'm gonna, I tried to find it, but uh, maybe I just need to call up the local and or you know person in the lodge or something who can help me. But yeah, I was just oh, so blown away and really excited that this existed because it made me just like happy. Nature makes me happy in general, and hopefully it does the same for you because it can be so refreshing, but also surprising when something like that pops up. The road, as you continue, does get pretty rough and a little steep, like big rocks and things. But what's lovely is that you can see Querotaler appear in the distance. It's almost felt like I was dreaming, like when it came into view. And conveniently, there is a parking lot there. So that will mean once you get to that parking lot, you might see some other cars. That's fine. The place is big enough where it still feels like you're on your own. But then you have arrived and the adventure of exploring starts. For those who are not maybe hiking enthusiasts, I don't think you need to be an avid hiker to enjoy this area, but some level of hiking experience or walking up steep, you know, slopes with stairs and stuff is recommended. There are clearly marked paths and I always encourage you to stay on the marked paths. It is important, especially in geothermal area like this, where there's hot pools, it can be like boiling hot. And like I mentioned, there are some steps installed in places where it is a steeper incline. There's so many paths available. So you could end up hiking for hours or just 30 minutes if that's, you know, all you're up to. It's really up to you, but I feel like you get a great view of the place in almost every direction that you go. If you've been or have seen pictures of Lan Malergar, which is also in the Highlands, it pretty much will remind you of Lan Malergar, but of course it has its own, you know, unique vibe to it. And the other thing is that it's easier to get to, in my opinion, than Lan Malergar, because Lan Malergar does have a river crossing, not a terribly deep one, but you definitely need to make sure you're in a 4 by 4 car for that. And, you know, the rhyolite colored mountains and everything also, to get to those mountains or a closer view in La Malagar, it takes a bit more walking, like a decent amount of hiking. Whereas here, it's just, you get out of your car, you walk a little bit, and then all of a sudden, the view is just right there. Like you could continue down the hill if you want, or you could stand there and just take some beautiful photos. And I even saw people doing that. Like there was a, I was taking some shots and I had finished already on my adventure, my hike around. And so I was standing at the approach, if you want to call it, like the area where you would first get to the the set of stairs that takes you down. This family showed up, stood at that first approach. And I guess they thought to themselves, yeah, we're not hiking down. <laughs> and they just took a bunch of pictures and left. I mean, that's a long drive, to be honest, to just stand there for 10 minutes, but I'm not judging. It was one of those things where I don't know what they had already been up to that day. Maybe they had a really long day. Maybe they're just not hikers. Maybe they didn't feel able-bodied. Who knows? But it is one of those things where that is technically possible. While I personally prefer to hike in places, I understand it's not for everybody, but if you are, you know, wanting to get out in nature in this way and do a little bit of hiking, then I recommend, you know, at least going down into part of the valley area and then maybe up a little bit to some of the other parts so you get different vantage points. There are also these really cute footbridges when you go down uh, to the area where the water is flowing, these streams, and there's like steam wafting up from the warm water beneath them. It's really cool for photos as well. In terms of what to wear in the Icelandic highlands, 
it's always good to expect that the highlands of Iceland will be cooler regarding temperature. It's higher up in altitude and the weather can be even more volatile there. Because it's a geothermal area, there's a decent amount of moisture. So that combined with the kind of clay there becomes muddy. And this moisture from the steam and or, you know, rain, snow can contribute to areas where the mud is much more intense. So like maybe your boots get like my bottom of my boots were all caked up with mud. And so it makes it a little bit slipperier in some instances. Also, my boot was getting a little stuck, like a little bit of suction that you could like hear when I was walking. So that's just something else to keep in mind. It made walking slightly more challenging, but it wasn't terrible or like impossible to keep going. I recommend, of course, that means having hiking boots with some water resistance and really good tread. Also pack layers with you. If you're not sure what you need or you know, want some help with what to bring to Iceland, you can download my free ultimate packing checklist. A link will be in the show notes of this episode because that is so important in Iceland, just in general, regardless if you're on Highlands or not, but definitely there because you might find, you know, it could start snowing. Like there was snow there and this was late July. So don't underestimate how volatile or various the weather can be in Iceland and especially here. So there's some important things to keep in mind when traveling to Kveratalir. Since I mentioned the weather, Always make sure to check the weather and road conditions before leaving. You do that by checking safetravel.is or road.is. Have a full tank of gas before you go into the highlands. That's because there are no gas stations there. And you'll do a lot of driving. And when I was done driving from Reykjavik to Kverdalir and got back into the Gutfoss area, my tank was down to a quarter, even though I'd started off with a full tank. So... Just FYI, that is just how it is. And just know that this is just really important to fill up before you go. Food-wise, there was a cafe along the way that was closer to Gutfoss, to be honest. But still, that was closed when I was on the way back. And so I, of course, had my own food. So just make sure you have your own food, snacks, water, things like that. Have proper clothing and hiking boots, as I mentioned. Watch where you step. So as I'd mentioned too in another podcast episode about ways that icing can kill you, boiling hot water is nothing to play around with, meaning watch where you step. There are also some areas where there's a steep drop off. You know, there's a hiking path. It's fine. The hiking path is secure, but it might be steep off the side of that hiking path. So just be careful. As long as you stay on the path, you, you should be fine. And I felt totally safe where I walked it's just, I want to let people, you know, have a certain things in mind. The other thing that you can keep in mind is that you can make it an overnight stop if the Kjellingarfjöll Mountain Lodge is open when you go, if that's next summer. So like I mentioned, they were doing renovations this year. So if you wanted to do, you know, as a possible day of it with the Golden Circle and then going to this area and then staying at the Mountain Lodge and then coming back the next day, that would be, I think, a pretty cool trip because then you could also hit up the geothermal hot pool as well. Before moving on to the Icelandic word of the episode, I'd like to thank Go Car Rental Iceland for sponsoring this episode. As a reminder, you can get 10% off your full car rental cost when you use my code ICELAND10 at the time of your booking. All right, the Icelandic words of the episode are actually going to be the 
two places I've been mentioning. So Queretaler means valley of the hot springs. And Kerlingarfjöll, I just said a little bit slower, is in essence old woman or like old woman troll mountains. For the random fact of the episode, Kerlingarfjöll got its name from a troll woman, huh? Kerling. But I think it's interesting and kind of that in Icelandic, it's a derogatory name for an old woman, but, you know, also a troll woman. So there's a possibility, too, that Kerling, this particular troll woman that Kerling Garfjöll is named after, might have been the daughter of the fire giant Surtur in the Surtshetler cave from Norse mythology. But that is not necessarily confirmed from, like, sources, but rather, like, you know, a written thing that was at the mountain. So it sounds cool, <laughs> I'm just, but I'm just going to put that out there, like not necessarily written down somewhere in a text from, you know, North mythology, if that's the case, but I'm sure they got it from somewhere. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you consider visiting Kveratalir geothermal area because thousand percent worth it in my book and a lot of fun to drive there. Thank you.